Hello and welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into session eight of our Call of Cthulhu adventure. It's not really a campaign. It's just a really long adventure. Huh. Um, Has it really only been eight sessions? Tonight will be eight. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's still a lot. That's still a lot. It, it's it's a couple. It's a couple. All right. So in the last session, we... Uh, realized i guess talking with roxanne that um is it melvin soon, soon to be soon to be ethel but yes roxanne it's yep. still technically roxanne i like roxanne I'm roxanne not forever <laughs> Cyrano de bergerac so she had indicated, uh, you know, in, in talking with her through uh, vivian uh, that uh, melvin needed to apologize to lynette for creating her in such a way that she is the way that she is. Um, Vivian went down into Mr. or Dr. Romero's office to find the journal. Uh, she also found a safe in the room and a metronome uh, through a very uh, amazing bit of detective work that determined that the uh, safe uh, combination was in the Alice through the looking glass book. Uh, there was different numbered pages that were colored or, or somehow indicated that those were the, uh, the numbers for the safe. Uh, so she was able to retrieve all of that. The phonograph record or the phonograph player was broken. Uh, so it's currently inoperable. We're going to see what happens with that tonight. Uh, we realized that we needed to uh, use the metronome. Uh, there was a small box that had loose tea in it. So we would drink the tea, use the metronome, put on the, on the record. If we could, uh, there was a parchment paper that was a map for the dreamlands and hopefully that would allow us to cross over. Uh, meanwhile, Georgie and Harry went into the woods following the cat. Uh, as they were making their way through, the cat was spooked, and we were attacked by living bushes, shrubs. George got slashed, uh, but we were able to eventually make it to the cabin where things became eerily quiet. We did not interpret that the right way. Surprise, surprise. But we were able to find a bunch of uh, gear, some clothes, lamp oil, uh, food, jerky, crab traps for some weird reason, but uh, rifle and all that kind of stuff. We made a torch, figuring that the bush tree creatures were waiting for us outside. Spoilers, they were not. <laughs> so as we started to leave, Georgie... It was, it was so much worse than that. <laughs> Georgie tried to shoot Harry and then was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And then uh, George or uh, Harry tried to shoot George. And then things just got worse from there. Uh, <laughs> they, they got worse from trying to shoot one another. <laughs> uh, Lynette revealed herself uh, cloaked in uh, razor butterflies, which she... I don't want to say expelled, but shot at, uh, used to slash the hell out of Georgie. Uh, he eventually went down. Uh, Harry was able to get a couple of good shots on her, which he was surprised about. And as she drew her last amusing air quotes, she accused Harry of being a murderer and sort of dissipated uh, and then revealing the, the form of what we assume was the person who was in a coma in Boston. And then we, George, uh, Georgie was, was out uh, bloodied and burnt too, I believe. Harry threw him on his back with the majority of the gear, 
dug deep and was able to make it back to the cabin where Viv and uh, Millie were able to perform some first aid. Uh, we are beaten and weary, but um, we're back and hopefully we'll be able to uh, fix the phonograph and maybe cross over to the dreamlands. Okay. <laughs> all right. So you're all back. You've gotten some food and some supplies and some warmer clothes and some lamp oil. Um, so, you know, you're all terribly hungry um, and, you know, weak because some of you are, are sl very slowly recovering from the damage you've suffered. And some of you are newly wounded. And, you know, Melvin is looking better. I mean, you know, he's... he's moving away from the withdrawal stage from the alcohol and all of that. And he's still terribly, terribly weak, but he's been eating better. And mentally he seems a little bit more together. Cause I guess he's not isolated. You know, just you guys being around him seems to have perked him up. Um, he's, you know, and again, he had, this is right after you had uh, wrestled him inside because he was saying, you know, come and get me. I don't want anybody else to get hurt. So, yeah, uh, you know, he helps prepare some of the food you guys have brought back. You know, you set up the lamps, you distribute some of the warmer clothes. So he's, you know, he's like, well, so what's our, our, our next step? Uh, are we going to, are we going to give the, uh, the, you know, are we going to head out for the dreamlands as soon as we all have, have eaten something? Or are we going to try and make it back to Kingsport? And he whispers something to Harry. Ooh, what do I hear? Peas and carrots, peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Um, <laughs> red rum, red um, rum. He says that uh, Georgie looks really bad, and I don't know how Millie's going to make it out of here. Her legs are pretty torn up. Well, you know, you 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 used to to do this, you know, back and forth to travel and, and whatever. But uh, do do you do you go over the same way, like? If if Georgie's able to make it over, is he going to be? No, he'll be, they'll all be. We'll all be fine. I mean, you know, your body here doesn't have anything to do with your body there. Why do you think us all of us polio kids enjoyed the dreamland so much? Well, so then then it should be all right then, right? I mean, if if we're all be like you know functional over there, and if if as long as she doesn't, I mean, if we're there, she's not going to come here, right? So like, it should be okay. It's uh, yeah. I mean, there'd be no reason for her to come here if she can. If she detects me in the dreamlands, um, she'll, you know, unfortunately start looking for me there. Um, so he says, uh, "Look, if we can just get the phonograph working, I think we can take care of this, and and nobody else needs to get hurt." Yeah, I mean that's what I'm hoping. I mean, um, are you going to be able to like? Can you? Like if you created her with your with your dreams, can you can you control her in some kind of way, or does that 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 not how it works? Um, I don't think that she could ever really hurt me there, uh, because she wants me there. So that'll give us a bit of an edge. She's grown in power since I've known her, but I don't know. I haven't done this in a long time, but at my peak. I could have easily controlled her or, or changed her. I mean, I think I'm, I'm hoping that talking to her is going to be the best course of action. I mean, that's, 
you know, Roxanne said, if, you know, if you, I mean, apologize to her, it, it seems like a little thing. And I don't know that it'll have that big an effect, but I mean, if, if you can convince her that that's, you know, that's not the way that you intended. I mean, if, if you could still do this, you know, maybe, maybe she'd be happy with you coming, you know, back where you're sleeping. Either way, um, everyone I care about here in the waking world, um, they're never going to be safe until either I'm dead in the waking world or this is resolved in the dreamlands. So no matter what, uh, I need to go and I need to confront her. Um, you know, I'm if I can't unmake her, if I can't fix what I caused or put her down, then I think I'm just going to stay. Uh, are you, you mean, sure about that? And he looks over at Georgie, who's like literally got burns over, you know, like serious burns, burn wounds. And at, at Millie, like kind of in her rocking chair, in her wheelchair. And he says, yeah, I'm sure about that. He goes, <sighs> you know, she, pu she pushed Alice in front of a bus. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I can't, I, I can't run away anymore. I mean, I don't even know the four of you, and and look what you've done to get this far, to get me this far. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready for this to be over. All right. Well, you know, we'll be there with you. Um, ho hopefully, she'll listen to reason. You know. Well, I've, you know, let's see. Uh, I, I'm not very hopeful, but I, I know that this, this needs to stop. One way or the other, this needs to end. It, it we, we can't do this anymore. Right, whatever you need us to do. Well, can anybody fix a phonograph? We can try. I mean, if we put our heads together, who knows, you know? All right. Georgie will kind of like, struggle to get up a little bit but he'll uh yeah he's like yeah, yeah i tinkered with some of the uh with some he, of the he uh, says he says no no you you stay there uh harry and i can bring down everything in here all right um vivian have you been hurt um no i'm actually pretty good now and harry you haven't been hurt really that badly either have you or you think you've been uh, I'm 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 down to eight. I've I've been up and down. I've gotten some healing, but not not a so, ton. So Georgie, wh where are you in hit points? Uh five right now. And Lisa, I'm trying to figure that out. I think I'm up to four. Up to four. Okay. <laughs> so four and five. So he says, yeah. Um, he says she. He goes, you know, basically, uh. You know, he, he picks up his cane and he starts walking out and he says, Vivian, do you think that you can just keep an eye on them? See if uh, Harry and I will be back with the, with the rest of the stuff we need. Of course, I can, I can look after them. He says, and uh, let's, put a ket let's put the kettle on. I think we're going to be needing some tea before too long. Mm, I will do. He goes, thank you. And he kind of goes off with Harry. Once they've gone, I look at uh, Vivian and Georgie and say, he's going to try and do something stupid and heroic, isn't he? Oh, for sure. I have a feeling, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we're all in agreement on that. 
He's not. I mean, very, he's not a very good actor. He's <laughs> not an actor. He's behind the stage. Right. He, he's, he's a set designer. <laughs> uh, I mean, the I guess I guess the big thing question we kind of got to answer beforehand is uh, should should we stop him if he tries to do something stupid and heroic? I mean, if all else fails, maybe not. But I think we should try other options first. Hmm? Yeah, I don't think that's like the um, the first choice. Yeah, really. To let him get it to go through with it, but um, I mean, we we have to figure out when this is if we get make it to the end, like how we're gonna confirm everything with Alice, you know. Um, so I'd rather him come back and not do something hasty. Hmm. Okay. So you guys come back with he he comes in he's in the office and he you know you guys are moving the uh the the phonograph and he goes oh we'll need this too and he picks up the broken metronome off the desk. Hmm. Um so you guys bring that and he says I think I kind of remember where the the maintenance locker was that we might be able to find some tools there. Okay, yeah, no that'll be good. I mean, we didn't bring anything like that. So, um, make a spot hidden with him. All right. Uh, what is my spot? I got a 24 under 81, so hard success. So you find a toolbox. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard success. In the maintenance shed underneath the tarp, you find a toolbox. Hey, um, look at this. No kidding. Um, he goes, good, good eye, man. He goes, great. All right. And he was like, I'm feeling good about this. Let's let's get back upstairs. <laughs> he says, he chuckles, before I lose my nerve. <laughs> he slaps him on the back and he says, ah, you, we'll be all be fine. It'll all work out in the end. That's how stories work, right? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been part of one of these fairy tales. They always worked out then, but, uh, you know, apparently they weren't. They didn't really end. Well, just like life, right? Well, unfortunately, life does end. Uh, let's just make sure that you know. Let's just take. Let's just have a nice drink when all of this is over. I am down for that. <laughs> he says, even if we have to, even if we have to drive across the border to Canada. <laughs> okay, so you guys come back with a toolbox. And the metronome and the phonograph. And, you know, you already, uh, Vivian had already brought over the tea and the, 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 you know, the record to play. Okay. So now, uh, someone will need to make a mechanical repair roll. You know, I always roll amazing when it comes down to pressure. <laughs> dun, what, dun, 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 dun. What's your mechanical five? Um, can I back him up with a twenty or no? no you can roll your twenty if he fails his forty-five. Okay. Do the tools help? <laughs> um, the tools. We're gonna say that uh, the tools grant you a bonus dice. Woohoo! So that means you get to roll your tens twice. Yes, the better. Yep. All right. See what we got. Ooh, that's a 33 out of 45. You now have a working phonograph. See if you can get the metronome going. All right. Oh, that's a that's an ought eight. 
Um, critical. I mean, metronomes are easy. You're like, right? you're like, you guys didn't turn. It was off, and you just like, <laughs> you like turn it over. You, turn it over. <laughs> you had the one you the battery. So you, had the battery you had the battery backwards. <laughs> it's like, it like something like ridiculous. Oh, it's not even broken. Good job, Georgie. That that's great. Excellent okay. job, Georgie. Thank you so much for your help. We appreciate it. <sighs> uh, I wish that cat would have come that. back. You know, the cat probably would go with us, right? I mean, uh, the cat's probably keeping away the birds at this point. Well, you know, the cat came back the very next day. We thought <laughs> uh, it was Goner. Uh, the cat uh, came back. No, the very next like day. you're you're better than that, Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> and he chuckles and he says, "All right, let's um." Let's have a cup of tea and get comfortable. Anything anything else we have to do? Just just drink the tea, think happy thoughts. What's the Oh well we have to play the record, um, focus on the record and listen to the metronome. Um you just kinda have to from what I remember, you just kinda clear your mind and follow follow the path as it opens. You'll either connect or you won't. Some kids were never able to. Well Well, shit, I hope I see you guys on the other side. Okay, so um, you start the record, and you uh, you have they're listening to the metronome, and it's the voice of Doctor Romero, and he's describing, you know, how to clear your mind, you know, be open, be empty, you know, uh, make your mind a void as wide as the universe, you know, listen to the sound of my voice, focus on nothing else, and you realize it's it's almost like a hypnotic suggestion um, listening and the tea has a narcotic effect. So you're feeling very loopy and swimmy as you're focusing on this. And I need you all to make an INT check. 41 under 70 regular success. Two out of 20. Hard success, 34 <laughs> out of 80 something or other. So basically, like, listen to the sound of my voice, make your mind, and you hear Jordan, you go, <laughs> a, three, <laughs> a three out of 60. Wow. <laughs> made it. Hard success. Okay, yeah, great. Just, so thank goodness. Wow, that was a lot easier than I <laughs> No, I'm glad it was easy. I was hoping that I didn't make that too difficult. Um, I just imagine, especially for Georgie and Vivian, it's like listen to the sound of a. <laughs> <laughs> well, all your your half starved, you're wounded, you're exhausted. Right? Uh, it's not going to be hard to fall asleep. Okay. Um. You suddenly find yourself. You're all together. You're still in the seats where you were. You know the the phonograph is in the middle of you. The potbelly stove is right now because you're all by that little potbelly stove giving off warmth. And the room you're in is gone. Uh, you are now on the top of a round black p- pillar. It's like the floor under your feet is the same, but as it moves away, it turns more to like black stone. And then you look down and you just see like nothing, like black void above you black void all around you and it's hard to tell the void from the pillar because they're all black but you can which doesn't make sense but you're like okay don't look down don't look down don't look down don't look down just just i mean dreams right he goes okay we're almost here everyone and as he stands up he's filled out he's no longer this weak 
kind of emaciated guy. He looks like he looked in New York, but as he steps forward, he's not walking with that limp. And as you're looking at him, you see that his ragged, almost hobo-type clothes slowly start to shift and shimmy and kind of almost become translucent. Like, it doesn't want to stay that way, but it is almost like heat rising off the ground. And um, he says, okay, everyone, this is going to sound crazy, but follow my lead. And he goes to the edge, the very edge of the pillar facing you guys with the edge behind him. And he says, just think of your best self. And he just does a trust fall backwards into the void. Yeah. This has to be a psyche check, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And he said, you hear him calling. It'll be okay. I got an, I got a nine. So hard success. On what? Psyche. Psyche? So, so, you, so you did like you, when you saw him do that, you were like, "What the?" You made a psych. You had to. You, you, sanity. Oh, sanity. So you yeah, did, yeah. As I'm players, you court. figure, "Well, fuck this deserves a sand check." Oh mm. uh, yeah, actually, okay, I'm good. I, this is I, a dream, right? All right. So if you make your sand check, no loss. On seeing yeah. him just drop into the void, what are the rest of you doing? Uh Georgie's freaking the f out. <laughs> <laughs> take one point of loss. You're like Jesus Christ. Uh, do do does Georgie look better? Does Millie look better? Do they? Do yeah. They um, Georgie doesn't have any of the burns. Millie's legs are fine. Um, yeah, I'm gonna follow him down. Viv- um, Vivian's I... hair is done. You know. <laughs> uh, so Millie, you're gonna do the same thing. Just yeah, I made my sand check. This is obviously dream stuff. Sure. Okay, Millie's like, okay then, and she drops off the side of the void. I, can I make a psychology check on Georgie? Can I like calm him down? Like I put my sure. hand on his face and I'm like, you're not burned no more. It's working. It's working. We're this this is this okay, is roll, what's supposed to happen. We just got here and this guy already <laughs> jumped off the edge. Millie just jumped. The plan is done. 23 out of 64. I got a hard success. Okay. I just I, I pulled totally like, down. I take Georgie's hand and I walk with him and I say, it's going to be okay, darling. And I kind of push us both off. No. Okay. I was wondering. You're like, it's going to be okay. It's It's going to be okay. okay. And you're like, and like, just he, he like death grips your hand all the way down. (laughs) All right, Harry, it's just you. Like white knuckled the whole time. Yep. My arm is bruised. He watches them go, and then he turns so his back is facing him, and he goes, here goes nothing. And he just puts his hands out and falls back into okay, the void. you fall back out into the void for, <laughs> you know. Splat. It's like you feel, like you feel all of the, the air like come out of your lungs. It's like almost when you get the wind knocked out of you, and you want to scream, and your body is just paralyzed. Um, and that lasts for what seems to be anywhere between two seconds and one day. Um, mm-hmm. you like time has no meaning as you fall. Uh, everyone make a sanding check as they are falling. As we fall. No. Did not make I'm it. Good. 62. Hard success. I rolled a 90 something or other. Okay. Ooh. Those who succeed I lose no sand. Those who fail um things move about you in the void 
dark things like shadow spiders. You fall through shadow webs. Uh, you see some kind of man-like figure wrapped in webs and rags hanging beside you as you fall, and you take four points of sand loss. Oof. Yep. And the others, as you know, you're just falling. It's almost funny because you're falling, but you feel weightless during the fall, and it's almost like you're you're falling and floating. There's no movement, but there's like colors starting to like appear and and move by. Um, so it's almost like a a funhouse ride. And you know, for unfortunately for Millie, it was more like the dark ride at the funhouse. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the not you know the one through the spook house. Yep. Um, and then suddenly. You're all lying upon black sand with the sound of waves nearby, looking up at an overcast morning sky. Um, And standing over you is Melvin, except Melvin is now in like, um, he's almost like in traveling leathers with like a, a vest and a cloak and a satchel over one over his side. Hmm. And he's kind of got his cane is now like a walking stick. Okay, Georgie, when you look over yourself, you are in um, you are in leather armor. You have a um, uh, your weapon was you were wielding a a double hand, a big lead pipe. I had that at your side when you fell asleep. Now kind of on your back is a, a double-handed morning star. You're in, like, fur boots. You have, like, a bearskin cloak with the fucking bear head. as <laughs> almost like the hood <laughs> helmet. Harry, you are... You look... You are... You know, you're in, like, red dyed suede, like, uh, knee-high boots, tunic, and you have a crossbow kind of lying beside you because you came over with a pistol Mm. Uh, and you've got like a box of like 24 crossbow bolts. Okay. Millie, uh, you are dressed, you know, you're, you're in a a short dress uh, with a slit on the side. It's all white. You have the little um, box hat and the veil and you're like, am I, am I, you know, and you're like, realize I'm think I'm someone from Ivanhoe. So you're you're more of a. a I'm sorry, a, I never read Ivanhoe. Don't worry about it. You, but you also have the healer's bag of herbs, okay. and and you know all of the stuff for first aid, like needles for sewing up wounds and ointments. Vivian, you are in the full dress with the long dag sleeves, the the tall hat with the veil on the end. Completely impractical for lying in the sand on the beach, but here we are. Um, you all, um, Millie and uh, Vivian, you both have, um, you all have blades on, you know, like a short dagger uh, behind your, you know, the small of your back, and another dagger kind of in a, as a hairpin. Because we had the the syringy things and right. the scalpel thingies. So he says, "Okay, well, welcome to the dreamlands," and he says. If uh, if I remember correctly, and he looks up at the cliffs, and uh, see everything's overcast. You are now on a beach. Uh, towards the edge of the beach are some tall cliffs with some trails leading up, 
and you see a town kind of built overlooking the beach and the town is just like in ruins with like there are ravens moving about there's nobody here like no human voices no and he says that uh this can't be right uh um we were told that she was besieging a city so things may be a little different okay as you start up the beach towards where the path he says if i remember correctly the paths up to the cliffs are this way the and he says the the village uh hold on uh this is seaside landing um this was you know a resort town there were always people here and and festivals and and restaurants and you know some of the best seafood in the dreamlands he goes this none of this makes sense he says do you think that she's done this I mean, it stands to reason, but I mean, even more than that, you haven't been here, you said, what, in 30 years or so, right? So, how long is 30 years here? It's hard to say. I mean, could it be, uh, could it be something like, uh, you know, when you, when you don't pay attention to a house, it starts to fall apart? Could it be that, uh, you haven't been here so long that this whole well, place? No, is I, I didn't, I didn't make this place. It was here. This was the first place any of us ever went. This was where all of us arrived when we listened to the record. And we always arrived on the beach here and we'd go into town and we're welcome with open arms. It's weird to see it so deserted. Everyone make a spot hidden. Almost seven. So. Nope. I got an extreme success within 07. Okay, Millie spots a group of people walking towards you guys uh, from where he was leading you guys on the path. I was like, not a path. You kind of like heading up the beach um, mm-hmm. inland towards where some low dunes are, which is a path leading up to the town on the cliffs. And Millie, you spot a, a what looks like a family, um, two tall figures and three smaller figures walking with them. They're all cloaked and hooded. Uh, the man seems to be carrying a banner on a tall staff. Um, I'll stand in front of the group because I'm clearly dressed as a Kyurgen and will ask if um, Melville recognizes that banner. He looks over and he says, uh, that's the banner of the Hamlet of Kendras. He goes, I'm Lord of Kendras. He goes, it's the town I created with Lynette. Then they should be friendly then? Either friendly or very unfriendly, depending. I don't remember we ever having, uh, you know, retainers this far from our town. But she may have expanded the borders. Possibly. Um, how, how far away is your is your town from here? It's not close. It'll be at least a week. This was only the starting point. I, when I made Kendras, it was far enough so that none of the other dreamers would find it or reach it easily. Uh, Towards the end, I kind of isolated myself with Lynette. That makes sense. Um, So they are now like they're not rushing, but they're deliberately moving to intercept you guys. Like they're coming to. Uh, like 
the only reason they're here is because of you. And Morning star out. As you guys come up closer, you start to see um, the the ribs of sunken ships that have been half washed up and buried in the surf. Um, and it looks like there are a lot of uh, wrecked vessels along this part of the beach as well. Mm. So you've got the Morning Star out. I do. Yes. I, I think I put a hand on his shoulder. And I'm like, just if they're from his town, this is going to be the best way for us to get some information. He hasn't been here in a long time. Just calm down a little bit. Okay. The pair stop and you can see um, from the outline, it looks like three children, a man and a woman. They're cloaked, but you can kind of see their, their mm -hmm. shape. And the, the guy with the banner takes one step in front of the rest of them, puts the, you know, the haft down and plants it in the sand and he puts both hands out and he bows and he says in this like raspy whisper of a voice he says welcome home lord and master of kendras we are here to escort you the rest of the way your other escorts are unnecessary you shall come to no harm while with us insight <laughs> yeah yeah and psychology it you guys are getting your invictus your your mixing oh, up your psychology. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah nope. i do that all the time too i got a 13 out of 64 i will spend one point to make it an extreme i don't think you need to spend the point oh okay all right <laughs> uh yeah they're uh well they're telling the truth but they're obviously hostile towards the rest of you Harry steps up to Melvin and he whispers in his ear, you know, he gets in close to him. He says, um, they don't seem to mean you any harm, but they don't seem too happy to, to have us here. Uh, and he says, I'm not going with these guys without you. I'm not going anywhere without you guys. Well, you're not going anywhere without us for sure. So he says, uh, that's fine. An escort will not be necessary. I'm traveling to Kendras on my own with my companions. And uh, the man says, that simply will not do. They are not welcome in Kendras. And he says, who's to say that if I am Lord of Kendras? He says, he says you, may be, you may be Lord of Kendras, but I obey our queen. We have business with your queen. We owe her an apology. And the Lord and Master can deliver it, but without you. You are interlopers. You are not welcome here. A turn, tight grasp on the on the on the heft of my morning star. He says, uh, "Return or return from whence you've came." This is your only warning. Look, look, guy. I I don't know who you are, and I don't really much care. We're we're here with the Lord of the Realm, and we've got business, as my associate Milia said, with your okay. queen. Uh, the the mother figure kind of steps forward, puts a hand on her shoulder on, on the, the, the father figure. And then she rasps out enough of this. Kill them, my children. And the cloaks come dropping off. And now we roll sand checks. <laughs> uh Oh, 66. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Just nope. 92. Oh, I make it. 
Luckily, I've rolled a four, so no one's going Fruit Loops on this. <laughs> um, the so children. Fair, we take four, right? Yeah, the children drop their cloaks and come running over. They are short, kind of hunched back, barrel chested humanoid figures with with arms twice the size of their legs. So they're just kind of loping along with these claws. They have one eye, a face that kind of tapers into a snout, and a sharp hooked proboscis that comes like spiraling out of their mouths. Um, almost like, you know, a mosquito proboscis. Hmm. Um, and they're going to be charging for two rounds. I load the crossbow. <laughs> it, <laughs> it was loaded. I think you, you nothing it, it, ratchet it up. Oh, quick! <laughs> no, it's like a pull. It's like you don't. <laughs> you, you hook your foot on it, pull it up, so you can fire yeah. once every two. Okay. Um. So, is it going to use my handgun skill, or does it default to the ten percent crossbow skill? We're going to say it's going to use your handgun skill. Okay. Nice. Okay. Shooting. <laughs> I mean, if we have two rounds, I'm, I'm definitely all right. So, so roll. Okay. No, you had. I'm going to say you had it loaded when they uh, when you first spotted them. So okay. You can fire oh. and then reload. Ugh, Eighty-three. It goes wild. I'm not, I'm not quite used to this yet. <laughs> okay. Um, Millie. I can't. I don't have anything to attack with from a distance. Can I do dream stuff? Because I don't know anything about how it works. I just know. In theory, people can. Um, he hasn't shown you how to do anything yet. Yeah. So at this point, no. But again, it would be mostly changing something from one thing to another. So it's not like you could create fire or lightning or use it any way of, of, of magic. Um, Is there a rock making... I could chuck at them? Yes. There's plenty of rocks that you could okay, chuck down. I did say that there was like a rocky beach as you kind of went up. Uh, yeah, uh, 33 and my throw is 25. 25 to, it would have to go to 32, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bit more luck than I want to spend. I'll just throw it and it'll okay. go wild as well. Okay, uh, to Mrs. Georgie. I'm just gonna kind of, I'm, I'm gonna genially, gen, genial, genially, push Melvin behind me mm-hmm. and kind of take up a like a stance. Yeah, I'm gonna like just get ready to wail on one of these things when it gets close and gotcha. pull up the protector roll. I will allow you a bonus dice when it does come in because you're like winding up. There you go. I'm gonna try to throw a rock as well. Okay. Um, throw. Uh, 12 out of 20. Okay. <laughs> Give me roll 1d3. 1d3. You got it. Georgie's pointing at the fences. He's marking a spot. A two. <laughs> okay. It, it clanks off its thick hide. So it's like you realize that they have like an armored hide. It, it bounces off and, and barely feels anything. And you realize that, well, oh shit, they've got armor. Okay. At embrace. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, they, you know, Georgie, you're going to hit before any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two larger figures have not moved. They're just waiting. Uh, so I'll allow you to roll, and then we're going to all roll uh, dex checks. And this goes against Brawl, right? Yep. All right. 
Oh, that's an eight out of 50. <laughs> what's the that's max damage you can do? I don't so, know. What's the what's the if it's, what's the if damage it's on the morning mace, star? Yeah, if it's a regular <laughs> mace, it's a D6. I got the I got the Dark Ages book. <laughs> um it's like a morning star, it's like a spike double-handed mace. Yeah. So I was I was thinking more like 1D8. 1D8. Okay. So that'd be eight plus damage bonus. All right, which is zero for me. <laughs> okay. So you crack one of these things in the head with the mace. Um, and it like wobbles like like just wails, but it's kind of like stopped dead in its tracks, but it's not down. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.